whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hello. Welcome to a almost live episode. This is as live of an episode as we'll ever get. I'm feeling really stunned right now. <laughs> that I didn't say welcome back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <clears throat> Guys, that just yep. really it baffled didn't. me. I was just so prepared <laughs> for... Okay, well, welcome it, back. It is... <laughs> it is pretty amazing that we're getting this in. It's Friday night. You'll be hearing this Saturday morning, so... Less than 12 hours out. Yep. Is where we're at right now. When we first said we'd make a podcast, we thought we'd have three or four episodes ready. Guys, I knew that that would never really I be know. the case. I, I just, actually prefer it this way because then I it feels let like Abby have wishful thinking that we'd be on top of things. Mm-hmm. We tried for the beginning, and then I feel like it's nice to just be like Winging talking it. about what we want to talk about and like posting Whatever it is going on in our life. Yeah, because then it doesn't feel like it's like it got old kind news. of yeah, it got kind of. Interesting trying to think of what we were going to talk about that people were going to listen to yeah. three weeks from now. Right. So, I do prefer this. So, here we are. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. You're the one that has ideas swirling in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I just told Danny that as she was praying before this episode that I was had all these thoughts of like, I wonder what, if we're going to be talking about this or this or this of ideas swirling mostly because we've like not talked all week, which Very, is kind of an exaggeration. But <clears throat> a lot of the week we haven't talked. We've been when she says we haven't talked all week, she just means that we haven't hung out. And the, uh, the hours worth of talking we typically do every day right. has been minimized to... A couple texts. Yes, and seeing each other for specific things, like at the swim meet last mm-hmm. night. We saw each other for a decent amount of time, but we were... Watching the swim meet. Trying to pay attention to when our kids swam without missing it most but. of the time. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes we... Oh, like, oh look, they're getting... Out. Oh, wow. Well. Good job, guys. <laughs> Glad you got first place and I missed it. It's <laughs> all right. There'll be more. So... Really, I have nothing, like, pressing to talk about. It just feels like we can easily just fill a conversation this whole podcast episode of Catching Up on Our Week. Catching Up. Yeah, I don't even... I I feel very much this past week that I've been in pregnancy fog brain land mm-hmm. to the extreme, mm-hmm. starting on Tuesday when I... <laughs> Left our hamburgers on the grill until they were completely ash heaps and there was zero part of them that was edible. I'm almost glad that that happened because then I we feel would have like tried to eat them. You would have yeah. tried to like, eat them. They even literally if they had no substance <laughs> left to them at all. When I remember they were there and went out to get them, they were completely on fire. Oh. And. 
gone. I mean, it well, was. I scraped I'm them off. I'm glad for your and, children's sake that. You and didn't so then, force in the, and then in the chaos of that happening in my mind of trying to decide what I was going to now make for a new lunch, I forgot that I had already put the french fries in the oven and (laughs) completely (laughs) left those in there until my five-year-old was like, aren't we having french fries for lunch too? And I was like, oh, well... That was, you want burnt French fries? That was once a thought. No, they probably would have tried to eat them, but they were also so rock hard and brown that yeah. I didn't let them try. So, yeah, it was a very fun lunch experience. Mm-hmm. I ended up eating sardines. Yeah. Because I was so disappointed in the fact that my lunch was ruined anyway that I might as well just get rid of one of the cans of sardines that I know I have to eat because I'm told myself I'd eat all of them. They're really... They're not great. (laughs) (laughs) I could hate them more. Okay. I still haven't tried them on crackers with mustard, which is what... A lot of people said. Or hot sauce. Yeah. I think that might help. Or making them into that salad dressing. Someone suggested oh, like blend, yeah, mm-hmm. blending them into a salad dressing, which actually looked delicious. I think I could handle that because hmm. I think it would just sort of mask the flavor, blend in there. And anyway, that's when my pregnancy brain started, and I don't mm. think I've come out of it fully. Yeah, I feel like I've had a a big decline in how I've been feeling. Yeah. Which I feel like mentally has just been really discouraging because I think when I was, you know, six, seven weeks and feeling nauseous, but not like it was really that bad. I was confident that that was really as bad as it was going to get and it was going to be fine. Well, and I will say you just said you've had a big decline. I think if you still compare it in the realm of almost nine weeks with other pregnancies versus Mm. this one you've had some rough Mm. days but you've also had some yeah relatively normal moments of still being able to be but i feel like i did with other pregnancies but you're still i mean i know you took that one diclegis but have you taken it again no i didn't take it last night i took the one diclegis woke up the next day and felt worse than i've ever felt the whole pregnancy so far so then I didn't take it last night because I'm like, well, I don't know how it could make me feel worse, but <laughs> I'm just not going to take it. And, and so I guess maybe that's why I'm comparing yeah. because I feel like you felt, you probably still felt this bad with your last pregnancy on diclegis. Yeah. And so the fact that you're not taking anything... Mm-hmm. I think is encouraging. It's just discouraging because I just felt like I wasn't going to get that much sicker because I didn't. I felt like I was like, oh, by now, seven weeks, I'm like at my peak of sickness. And so now this last my eighth week has been rough. I'm hoping that by 10 or 11 weeks, you'll be through the for me. For me, I think. Eight, eight weeks, eight and nine are mm-hmm. always my worst. And then 10, I'm kind of like, wait, 
I don't feel quite as bad, and I thought that it was going to take till 12, but... With my last pregnancy, it was around 15 weeks, but I'm hoping it's not going to be as long, even though it's kind of kicking in later. I don't know. Yeah, so but, we'll see. But yes, this week has been the worst it's been for rough. You, so. I was talking to someone at church on Sunday, like carrying on a conversation. They were talking, and I'm just looking at them... And finally they go, you don't look like you feel so good. And I'm like, I don't. I was like trying to hold it together, listening to them talk because I wanted to talk to them. But I was In rough really shape. struggling. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not drinking your green juice daily anymore. Nope. <laughs> Barely doing anything. Yep. The meatloaf went down. Nice yeah, I was very happy about Danny came over to my house at like 4.30 and was like, what's your plan for dinner tonight? And I was like... Acting like I had everything all together <laughs> when... It was 4.30 and you hadn't started. And I was like, I'm about to go get ground beef out of my freezer to... <laughs> Turn into meatloaf. defrost. <laughs> Do you want to eat that too? <laughs> but... I and had Abby told him. Thought it sounded like a great idea, and God magically blessed yeah, our. Efforts. I had made a plan for dinner tonight, but then I lost my meal plan, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and I couldn't, for the life of me, remember what I had planned. I so can't wait to find out what it was. I. It's really a big mystery. But I can't believe you didn't write it on your calendar. I know. It was on a different piece of paper because I was making grocery lists on that piece of paper and I never transferred it and yeah. So Disaster struck. Tim See you guys. When you do get a meal planning system, since that's what we talked about last mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. stick with your normal patterns or yep. it can really backfire. So I'm thankful that Danny came over and asked me if I wanted to eat meatloaf with her because it definitely... I didn't know it was exactly what I wanted until I took the first couple bites. Then I just... <laughs> <laughs> then I just ate large quantities of meatloaf. We're, we're both laughing at the same time because we're remembering that... I asked him. I was sitting on the couch, and I asked him to get me a little bit more meatloaf because I had finished the meat on my plate. And he comes back with, like, a giant piece, another piece, and... So you I cut look, it in I half. I cut it in half, and I look at Danny, and I'm like, are you going to want more meatloaf? Because Tim just brought me this huge piece. And Danny was like, sure. I'm like, yeah, I'll take, I'll take that. So I eat the half, <laughs> and then I realize, nah, I still want to eat the whole piece. I look over, and she's <laughs> just going at the next half, and I'm like, so I'm not having that half of the meatloaf. Should I go get my own extra? Or Yep. It was pretty humorous. But it was like as soon as I started eating, it was like you last night. Yeah. And you just, when you feel nauseous, you think I'm only going to eat a little bit because I'm so nauseous. But then You once, don't really actually even feel hungry. You just right. feel sick and you're like, I know I need to eat because I feel sick. But then once you start eating and it subsides the nausea, then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm starving. starving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what so. happened. I never finished telling you that after I ate the thing of chicken tortilla soup with the avocado and the chips... And then... Protein shake. Had the protein shake. Then I made myself peanut butter oatmeal, which I haven't made in a while. Wow. And had that. That is like, a lot of calories you got um, in. I, yeah. Did you feel sick after you ate all that? No, I felt great. I felt like I looked like I was like <laughs> Nine six months pregnant. pregnant. But yeah, I, I felt pleasantly satisfied. I felt like I ate the soup and the protein shake. And I told Chip like, now I feel hungry. Like... Mm-hmm. 
now that's how I'm I felt with the meatloaf tonight. Starting to feel like okay, now I can have a snack. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. Well, good. Um, what else? What other news do you have? My house. Oh. Edition is finally got called this week, and they said that they're gonna start the end of next week or the Monday, July 1st at the latest. So. That's exciting, but also means tomorrow's going to be lots of fun. Tomorrow is our last weekend, really, before they start. So we have to finish clearing out our entire garage and find places and homes for all the stuff that's in there and just get it ready for them to come. So that does not sound appealing or exciting to me. Because it feels like we're filling our house with stuff that already feels, like, full. Just, it, it's only for a few months while they're doing the renovation, and then we can... I think that's up, the part that makes it mentally... Yes, because I don't want to get okay. rid of things. Right. Because but that's what know. makes it hard, because I, I'm like, I know this is temporary, but it's still, like, three months of, like, living with whatever setup we do. Yeah. So. But I'm glad I'm not, like, a couple weeks away from giving birth. That would just really suck. Or one week out from giving birth or something. Yes. I'm glad that it's like at a time where I feel confident, kind of confident. I feel hopeful that they'll complete it before we have the next baby. I feel like it should be done. I'm sure it will be. So that's exciting. And feels like I was just telling Tim, we've been planning for this like audition for so long that it just still kind of feels like a dream like it's not actually almost more surreal that it didn't happen for all those months right because you were it felt like when you signed the contract Mm -hmm. and you thought they were going to start soon right that's when it felt really real and you started to clean out your garage and stuff but then it didn't work out for them to start on that time and and then they had to get approved for the city and all that yeah so yeah it will be interesting to see the finished. Yeah. I'll have to remember to take before and after pictures. I did a terrible job when we renovated our house taking before and after pictures. I took yeah. some befores, but just never took any afters. So I need to remember to do that tomorrow after we clean it all out. Yeah. Because it'll be really... Even like the front of our house, it'll be... I know. It's really going to be annoying to me that I can't spy on you anymore. I know. My nosy neighbor. I need to get like a little light on the side of your house that you like flip, flip on when I'm home switch when you leave <laughs> Danny likes to peer out and see if we're home or not if our cars are in the driveway but now our new and driveway is we act be... like this is just me creeping on Abby but no, I, I mean when my when I was borrowing my dad's car and he they had my van <laughs> and my the car actually pulls into the carport so far that you can't see it sticking out from Abby's house yep she had the same problem I know she couldn't it come. is a problem you just want to know what you're up to and but our new driver will be on the back of our house like on the side so danny won't be able to see it from her house nope so i could look in my backyard probably yeah but i feel like you'll have to like Mm, that wall look over the fence the wall is like halfway down anyway it's true i mean if you really needed to know if i was home that badly that you'd go to your backyard i feel like you'd probably just call me maybe but i go to my front yard sometimes just to see if I'm home? No, not really. Okay. I feel like it's because you're walking in or out or right. getting if the I, mail. Or... I leave, yeah. Well, maybe now that I'll we be, got that sorted maybe out. Maybe I'll be back there 
doing yard work and I'm sure see if you're curious (laughs) we've had jokes the whole time about ripping the wall between our Our husbands aren't making jokes I know they're serious the only problem is that I think as moms who are home with our kids all day we still like there being some amount of boundaries between our houses for our kids to have to like ask ask permission and not just be able to go out one of our doors and be in mm-hmm. a mutually shared backyard. Yeah. Plus we have two dogs and the Schweitzers don't. And that doesn't really bother me. I mean, I just think it's weird that they could be gallivanting. Yeah. But I mean, our fence is falling down between our it backyards. Really is so significantly. It's and it's not even a fence. It's a, blo- a block wall. <laughs> yes. It's a block wall that there are blocks missing out of it. Yes, and it definitely is not sturdy. Mm-hmm. Our kids like to climb over it, which it's probably yeah. just going to fall over on one of them one of these days. Not really. I shouldn't say that because it's not really that <laughs> unstable. But but no, it's definitely falling down. Um, so, what else happened this week? I'm trying to even think of what my week. Well, we went. We had a dive meet on Wednesday night and then swim meet on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We haven't added synchro night on Tuesday night yet, like the Johnsons. But my girls keep talking about wanting to do it next year, and I'm like, are you sure you're not very flexible? I don't think you'd be good at it. <laughs> I don't, mm, nah. Just yeah. stick with swim team. You guys are fine. I can't imagine so many nights of meets. Ew. Abby doesn't even like coming out for the one night. I don't mind it, but I also... If she wasn't doing it with friends... I would hate every second of it. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Now that you bought your chair and your spray bottles... finally got a camping chair. Yep. That definitely helped. Um, What else have you been... You've been pukey... Laying on the couch every day, all day. Yesterday, I feel like, besides cutting a watermelon and sticking chicken in my crock pot, and to go to the bathroom, I don't know that I got off my couch. Until the swim meet. Yeah, I was really meet. impressed that you seemed so... I definitely was feeling better by that time yeah. in the day, for sure. And I ate, like, right before I left for the swim meet, so I was feeling fine then. That's so. good. Yeah. But otherwise... It's been a very unproductive week. How's that going with Arrow being the stage that he's at? Um, he's definitely in a stage of getting into things, but... It's not too bad when it, you're on the couch. I feel like when I'm on the couch and I put on Baby Einsteins or something, there's enough other kids that, like, keep an eye on him and he that hasn't... That's the nice thing of getting older kids. Yes. Besides wanting to take the batteries out of the desk drawer every single day, I just moved them. But that was, like, a thing for a while. Yeah. He hasn't discovered, like, the Ziploc bags yet. No. Mm -mm. He's definitely much better than Calvary was at this stage. When I was sick on the couch with being pregnant with Arrow, Calvary, I would, like, close my eyes for a second on the couch and open them and Calvary would have like gone in the bathroom, gotten the plunger and brought it back out to the living room and was like licking it. And that's so, not even a joke. No, it really happened. I almost threw up. So, yeah, Arrow is definitely way easier than Calvary was. That's good. Yeah, I'm thankful for that. 
So we have been spending time the last few weeks trying to figure out our life with schooling the kids. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so excited to talk about this. I feel like it's more exciting to talk about it this week than where you last were at with it last week. week at this point in time. This has felt very... This week has, you've come a long ways in feeling more yeah. confident with, I mean, you, like a week ago, you still were completely mm-hmm. unsure of what you even were thinking about multiple options yeah. and... Yeah, we were definitely weighing options for, <clears throat> there's a new pro, a new school in our area that does like a hybrid model of sending your kids two days a week and then homeschooling them the other three days. It's a classical Christian education model. Mm-hmm. And so we met with the head of the school and talked with her and got a lot of information and then just spent a lot of time talking and praying about it and made the decision not to send our kids there. Um, but it, it did help um, us to kind of figure out more what what we feel like we were lacking in the last year um and just to kind of I guess get us re-excited about a new year and picking out new curriculum and trying to decide I mean what we talk about the benefits of homeschooling that you get to like tailor things for each kid and their strengths and weaknesses and like really do those things that like if you send your kid to a school you don't get to do but at the same time with that comes the responsibility of mm-hmm. tailoring things to each yes. kid and, and, fi- and figuring out what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and then what like your strengths and weaknesses are yes, as a and teacher and then researching endless amounts of options of curriculums for each subject for each style and then for each kid and then based on like what would fit your schedule what things you can combine together mm-hmm. Even if it might not be ideal for one of the kids, but it still would be fine for them mm-hmm. versus... What, how much can they actually do on their own? How much do they need my help with? What what things matter? What subjects matter at these ages? Right now I have kids that are starting kindergarten, starting... I don't even know. With Cade, he'd be starting first, right? According to their... Just by their ages, I think it would be Grayson would be third, Cade would be first, and Salo would be kindergarten. kindergarten. Yeah. But Cade's, his birthday is like, he really could be a second or a first. I feel like it's so close. Not here, but... No, I know, but... His birthday is in September. He's an old first grader. He's an old first grader, but everyone, because he's a boy and because his birthday is in September, would advise you not to have him Mm -hmm. be a second grader. Yeah. I do feel like there are certain subjects that he would do fine in second grade. Oh, yeah. But there are certain other subjects that he... Yes. I feel like that's how it is for all of that's, our kids and that's, in every that's, subject. Again, the benefit of homeschooling is for Kate, I can tailor, like, his handwriting is a big struggle for him. So we, like, do much more basic handwriting curriculum. But I feel like his math, he's just completed the third grade math. And it's like he would be totally bored with the first grade math level. Right. And so... Yep. But I'm just getting very, like, sick of <laughs> researching curriculums and trying to make decisions. And well, I mean, I definitely feel we like we've come. When we were talking about the, the school options, there are very real benefits of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are. It is appealing. It's simultaneously appealing and also 
sounds horrible in some ways to have to be running off of another like a schedule right. that is handed to you. But the benefit of that is the accountability in the yes. like you have to just do it whether you feel like it that day or not. Right. But the downside is I'm the having way- a baby in January and you just can't And when you have as many children as you have, it does make a difference. I think there's a difference between if you have one or two or three kids doing school versus, for me, it's like six school-age kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, stomach flu comes through our house and it's like... Those types of things would stress me out so much of, like, they already do just for social things, but to try to decide, like... Who should I be sending to school today? And mm-hmm. they're missing their school day work. And now we need to make that up. And But yeah. we're all sick and we can't get behind. And those yeah. types of things. I just feel so thankful when we have things like that going on that I can just say, okay, three of them are sick. We're just going to not do anything today but watch movies. Yeah. And I think for me, though, I definitely struggle more on the opposite end where I'm like, oh kind of cloudy outside (laughs) i think we should just maybe not do school today yeah i mean it's not really that bad but i do feel like i struggle with not having the accountability but i do think also uh, considering the school option and just having some really real and frank conversations with tim has helped me in the sense that i do feel like once we finalize our game plan which we haven't yet but once we do finalize our game plan i feel like Tim definitely wants to be more on top of, like, keeping me accountable. And I do feel like that'll be really helpful. And honestly, your kids are just at these young ages that they are, that this really is kind of the first year that you need to be held really accountable. I think that's the other thing about homeschooling that really is helpful is that you kind of can grow into it slowly and become a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I do feel like this last year was way more school than the year before. And I do feel like that. But I also felt like I was always told, like, oh, you don't need to do anything. They're so young. Oh, you don't need to do anything. They're so young that I was just like, well, I don't need to do anything. They're so young. And now I'm like, oh. They're not so yet anymore. Now we need to do something. Yes. For me, it feels like a very similar feeling to when I realized that my oldest kids really were just not going to take naps anymore. That they were really that quiet time even was just a thing that was getting hard to. to I don't know what you speak of. Facilitate. I'm not in this at all. We hold to our naps. But not for, like, Katie and Gracie. No, no, no. I'm saying, when I when I first had four little kids mm-hmm. that all still took naps, maybe even once I had Brinley, Kenzie might have still been taking naps, there came this point where Kenzie and Riken clearly were old enough that they weren't going to be taking naps mm-hmm. anymore, and that... It was just unreasonable for me to expect for there to be a nap time anymore. Mm-hmm. And it scared me to death because it was like, but I need nap time. Mm-hmm. And that is like how I know life and that is how I function. And like, what am I going to do? And it, it kind of feels like that same scariness when you hit the point of like, 
Okay, I've been holding off and holding off and holding off, like, really being as serious about this as mm-hmm. I need to be. Yeah. And now I know I need to be serious about it. And I... Yes. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. But, like, here we go. Yeah. And then somehow you manage through it and you... Yeah. I definitely think that... The challenge arises a lot for me in that my oldest child is the one that has struggled the most in learning. And so because of that, it's just always felt like, well, she's not ready yet. Well, she's not ready yet. But then I feel like it's made it more challenging to like actually try to do things with other like with other kids younger because I've not wanted them to like get it before my older child does and like catch on to things quicker and make her feel bad and um so I think that's also yeah that definitely plays a weird aspect into it and even now it feels like I can't pick something that will work for him and help him that is gonna make her feel bad or you know and so and then just figuring out what to do to help her is felt really really overwhelming because I don't feel like Right. I have a clue how to, like, help her learn, and it just feels very much like, well, you just... But that's another area where, even though it's not fun, and it might not be what you want to do, and it might not be what you want to figure out and learn about and try to implement, you are going to be the biggest advocate for her right. than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And throwing her into a class of 30 kids right, and expecting a teacher to be able to mm-hmm. help figure all of that out and do what's best for her and her specific needs and deal with any of the emotions that come with it and mm-hmm. all of that is not gonna be better than what right. you can do for her even if it is overwhelming for you and right. not fun for you yeah so I, but think- I think I've just been in that point of like well I don't know how to do it and I don't really want to do it and so yeah. what's my other option and there really isn't a better option all right and so I think taking the time to explore the other options and realizing these aren't better gonna be options helpful to her and yeah kind of puts it back to a point where this is my responsibility like god has given me this responsibility and as much as i want to pawn it off on someone else as, as like their responsibility like it isn't right so i not to say i can't like get help and resources and right. tutors and other things to like help me but i still have to own the responsibility whether i want to or not and like make the decisions and right. choose it right. not just I'm going to pretend everything's fine and send you off to school somewhere and hope for the best. I really just was holding up, holding strong to hoping everything was just going to click one day and be fine but and it still it, might. I mean, but yes. I think you have other you're understanding that there are other other resources and options and mm-hmm. Even just looking into the way that her mind thinks, and which mm-hmm. is so different than the way your mind thinks, so, which is so, 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 so what's different. caused some of the yes, difficulties. Like, so different. I'm thankful that she has a dad who, like, totally can understand and relate to how she's feeling and the things that she's struggling with. It doesn't help me, like, on a day-to-day basis when I'm the one trying to teach her. But Tim is definitely really patient and can... Had a lot of the same struggles and a lot yes. of the same... Yes. So I even can, like, relate and get comfort from talking with his mom about 
what she went through and struggling on helping him and through the school And thankfully, I think it gives him wisdom as he's helping both of you make decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To know what he thinks will really truly be beneficial to her. And I feel like I'm kind of leaping into the whole new area of my oldest now starting seventh grade, which feels more officially junior high than sixth grade middle school. I still felt like I could kind of like be like, "Eh, it's elementary school some places Mm -hmm. and it's fine. But I think really honestly, the middle school part doesn't intimidate me that much. It's more that I'm realizing that I need to kind of somewhat have an idea of what our goals and expectations through the high school years are going to be because I want As soon as she's in high school, you're going to have a bunch of other ones really quickly. Well, that and also feeling like these years are crucial to bridge the gap of anything that we haven't focused on that maybe aren't even really that important, but just not wanting to miss anything so that she can start high school and Mm -hmm. feel equipped and feel Mm -hmm. prepared and ready. And so I need to know what, where I'm shooting for, for high school in order to know what I really need to work on for seventh and eighth grade, because I've got these two years to do that. But if I just sort of am kind of still like, do whatever we get around to and it'll be fine and right i feel like we could easily get to ninth and tenth grade and suddenly be like oh no (laughs) we still haven't figured out what we're doing or what the goals are and Mm -hmm. we need to kind of do that now so um that's been more chip and i have had a lot more conversations about that and our kids are really motivated this summer because we gave them a big did they tell you yeah they told my kids they don't know that it's, like... Booked. Yeah. I need to be careful and make sure my kids don't listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> um, but, yes, they're. I think that they're motivated. We told them we would do a little staycation trip in October if they all work hard to meet their summer school goals. And they have been working really hard have at they? it. Have they? Yeah. They... Between swim team and then... Essentially, so Kenzie gets up and has to leave to ride her bike to swim team at like 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. with her friends. She's there. Her swim is from 7 to 8, and then um, she stays until and rides home with all the kids later on when they get done. And so they get back home usually have a quick snack, but then she's got like 30 minutes of piano practice, 30 minutes of violin practice. She's been doing two math lessons and checking them, the answers, doing science and checking the answers. They've been trying to fit in two history lessons on the computer, which usually takes them 45 minutes to an hour. We're doing the summer Bible reading challenge, which takes up sometimes a half an hour. Um, trying to remember if that oh and then I'm having her read for 30 minutes every day so by the time she fits all of that in in her day I mean there's been several days that she doesn't even get a chance to spend time with friends Mm 
Um, and she's just working on stuff from the time she gets home until dinner. And because then she, we also have chores that we do throughout mm-hmm. the day. So she's doing her chores. And I think obviously it's good for her, but I think it's hard sometimes being the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and having the extra responsibility and the, eventually they aren't going to always have free time and time to just play. And Mm -hmm. this is something that I think is especially hard for my older kids because my younger kids still do have a lot of free time and they shouldn't need to not like, Mm -hmm. I have to remind them all the time. Like, well, yeah, the three-year-old and the five-year-old are watching two shows that you guys are not allowed to watch with them. Mm-hmm. And they did get 30 minutes of Kindle time that you guys are not getting because you're not done with your work yet. But you have to remember that when you were three and five, mm-hmm. you were probably watching TV all day because I wasn't even to the point where I was <laughs> yeah. trying to limit your screen time yet. You were probably eating multiple bags of fruit snacks and <laughs> I was just still trying to survive life at that point. So... <laughs> They want everything to be fair among all of them Mm -hmm. now. And I'm like, he's three. Like, he doesn't have any school to do. Yeah. He's three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. But Kenzie is just a little bit ahead of even where the boys are as far as what she's got to get done. But they, they still have pretty... They're all pretty much trying to do two math lessons every day and check them. So... We'll see if they can... I'm like, just think. It'll be so great because then at the end of the summer, when you're done with doing this level of math and you've gotten through it and you're starting your new grade of math at the in the fall, you only have to do one lesson a day and just... It'll feel so easy. Like, it'll go fast and you'll think you're, mm-hmm. you have hardly any math to do because you've been used to doing two lessons a day. And the reason they have two lessons a day to do is because... There have been points where they just get lazy about it, and I'm lazy about keeping them accountable to it, and they mm-hmm. just haven't been doing it. So yeah, I'm like, well, we're gonna work hard, we're gonna get through it, and you get to get a staycation out of it at right? the end. Yeah. So I feel like we'll see if they all actually. Obviously, we're gonna do it whether they all fully meet their goals or not, but they don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, it's going to be fun to see how much they really mm-hmm. push at the end yeah. if they're. My kids have been like, can we do extra math lessons so that we can go with them too? And I'm thinking like, I haven't even like begun to figure out. We both booked, our both, both of our families are going together on this thing. But my kids don't know that they're going. And Danny's kids think they're only going if they get, <laughs> get all their, their work stuff done. done. So, I don't know when I'll tell my kids. You could really get some extra chores and stuff done I know. with this. That's why I need to plan. hurry up and get my curriculums picked you know, out. You so need they to can... plan something for them to do to earn this <laughs> trip. Yeah, for sure. Well, I keep, like, almost wanting to sneeze, and then it goes nothing. away. It's not coming. So, so if... If any of you out there are homeschooling mothers, just know that I think it's so easy to look around and yeah. feel like people are using these curriculums that they love and they know what they're doing and they feel confident. And I think that there's times, a lot of times, that we can come across that way to people if 
people ask about a certain thing that mm-hmm. we do love mm-hmm. and know and we are like, oh yeah, it's really great. Or yeah, if we're having a good week and we say something that makes it seem like that. But the reality is I'm positive that all homeschool moms go through a lot of the turmoil of trying to figure it all out and feeling like you're not doing enough feeling like you are ruining your kid (laughs) thinking well we'll find out at the end if they're ruined or not and by then (laughs) it's gonna be too late if they are so (laughs) yeah but um I think when it comes down to it you know and obviously the sending your your kids to school option wasn't a no it wasn't wrong wrong if we picked that option and felt led to do that option it's not sinful or wrong at all right it would be at this point for us to do that because we both feel like that's not what god is asking us to do right and you feel like you would be doing it to run away from what you do that is like what appeals to me is like i don't want to have to be the one responsible for this so if i just pass the responsibility off that'll be great right so. But there are times and seasons where it's exactly what is right for families to yeah. do. And so we're by no means saying that homeschooling is the one and only way to heaven. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even like different kids, I feel like benefit for different reasons and different things. And I mean, we don't even pick the same curriculum for each of our kids. And or for each year or for... Yeah, I've never stuck to the same curriculum. Yeah. I wonder. I feel like... That's probably pretty common. Yes. I feel like it's very common to not. It's either, I was, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but it was someone who was smart and knew what they were talking about, but was saying that people either pick one thing and then like stick to it, even if it's like horrible, they just like stick to it and are loyal to it no matter what, every kid, every year. Uh Or they're the people who just like pick something new every year. Yeah. I've, I was actually just thinking the other day that our math curriculum that we use... Mm-hmm. I feel like you're more the, like, pick to it, pick something and stick to it. But I am, but not to the degree... I have changed Yes, not to, like, things. a fault. I just feel like you're definitely more stable. I'm, like, the fickle... I felt a lot more fickle with a lot of other things in my first couple of years before I figured well, out... that makes me feel better. ...that I wanted to use Logic of English. I feel like that... I mean, and even with that, I don't feel like I've been very consistent with it. I feel like we'll pick it up and do it for a while, and then mm-hmm. we don't do it for a long time, and then we do it for a while, and then we don't do it for a long time. So that's why I think I was kind of realizing the other day that I was a little bit surprised that with math, we literally have, like, I started Kenzie in it in the first books, mm-hmm. and all yeah. of them, Titus was starting the first, first books this year, and... All of them have done it and seem to, I I hesitate to say enjoy. I think they do, They none of them complain about doing it. Mm-hmm. They complain sometimes about when they have two lessons to do and they need to check it and right. it just being a lot. But none of them have ever had any frustration over it, and which is really interesting because I do feel like all of them are a little bit different of learners. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad that they've all done well and it's pretty self-directed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to help them through the first grade level and then 
um, usually by the second grade level, they are able mm-hmm. to do a lot of it on their own and keep going with it. So that's, I, I mean, now that Kenzie's in the older levels and trying to like multiply fractions and things like that, there are times that she needs help understanding. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, that's been my, my steady, like Christian light education math. Mm-hmm. I actually was thinking math. about that today because... Kate's going to be finishing math three for teaching textbooks, but I don't really feel like I want to start him on math four yet because I just feel like while he's gotten good grades on all of the lessons and I feel like for the most part, he like understands it and how to do it. I don't feel like he's mastered it because he hates writing it all out. Mm. So, um... I was thinking today, like, well, maybe I'll just take a break from once he finishes math three for teaching textbooks, take a break and just get workbooks and just make him do two workbook pages or something a day. And just to like on like third grade math, like redoing what he did, but not really redoing it, but just give him extra practice on the stuff that he's already been doing before I start math four. Just Mm -hmm. so I because I don't want him to like get into like the next because they're starting to talk about like fractions and things like that. I don't want him to like get into that before he's even really mastered. I think that is one of the hard problems of that's where Titus is right now because Titus is just learning to write all his numbers. Mm-hmm. Um but he knows, I mean, he knows much harder math facts than 1 plus 3 equals 4. Right. So the math part of it is super boring to him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is asking me to circle four balls. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, okay, I'm done. Like, yeah. But you have to be able to get those things well needs, and write. Yeah. Uh, the writing is what I'm concerned about because right. when you get into harder algebra, you can't. Mm-hmm. Some kids can do it in their head, but it's very rare that you can do multi-step problems that are algebraic in your head. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you have to be able to write and carry and even for like long division and stuff, you've got to be able to write it out well and know. Kate's still committed to like doing 457 times 300. 42 and like he still commits to himself that he can do like things like that in his head when he like can't but then he gets like super then he'll just like type in numbers and guess and be like well I'll just skip that problem and move right. on and but, that's a huge problem right like and you so, can't continue math that way right and so yeah that's one of the reasons that I've I know that it drives my kids crazy that they have to my boys especially that don't want to have to write it all out but so I don't want to completely stop math for him even though he's ahead I don't want to just take a year off of math and focus on his handwriting but at the same time I I want him to do something where math is like takes a back seat where he's Mm -hmm. still doing it a little bit Mm -hmm. so he doesn't lose what he's learned but that it takes a back seat and we can focus more on being able to write and not hate it as much yeah so so I was thinking about doing Hmm. yeah I feel like Maybe I'm sure there's enough like just third grade workbooks that you right. can buy on like, Amazon yeah. that you don't even need to get like an actual curriculum. Right. And, yes, I was just planning on buying some yeah. workbook and just saying do a page or two of this every day and mm. yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Yep. Well, 
that sums up that episode. This has been a great little catch-up session. Thanks for joining us on our weekly catch-up time. Hopefully next week we'll just actually have more real life friend time that we won't have to feel like our 45 minute podcast is our time to Mm -hmm. see each other really I mean it really just entails probably me getting off of my couch and coming over yeah that's really laying on your couch that's really you what it comes down to but some days that That just just feels like too much there's a lot of effort right there yeah but you're starting to feel better yes I am but I feel like the afternoons are after lunch is when it really just sinks in still yeah like I okay I I'm done with my day Mm -hmm. now yeah I'm the exact I'm the same anything else and I am hitting that stage where I don't even want to let my children leave the house because then the mental energy of feeling Mm -hmm. like I don't want other people to have to be paying attention to them but I and they're really not happy with it but I feel like they've got enough work to do that usually they can't leave anyway so Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I want to just be like everybody just lock the door stay in here and I'm going to sleep and (laughs) (laughs) see if you can go to friends houses later and they're like but mom like well sorry but anyway well yeah thanks for listening adios